Well, good golly, a lot can happen in a week. This past week, I went to North Carolina to visit my dad and my brother, and in those few days, it seemed like the whole world changed. First, there's no fuel at the pumps, and now CDC flips, saying no masks required. You know, for most of our lives, we have a, a sort of a sense of the lay of the land. We can anticipate change coming based on sort of rolling indicators such as climate change. But more and more, it seems like all sorts of conditions can suddenly just change on a dime. I recently saw a helpful image that sort of helps me frame all this uncertainty. It pictures a person that's perched precariously on the far edge of this precipice. And below him is this vast canyon. And the accompanying quote says, when we have nothing left but God, we discover that God is enough. And so with that perspective adjustment, maybe this is also a very good week for us to hear Jesus' departing prayer to his disciples. As we have been in the last three weeks, today's reading in John's Gospel places us in the upper room with Jesus and his disciples on their last night together. And chapter 17 is called the High Priestly Prayer of Jesus, the Other Lord's Prayer. And on the seventh Sunday of Easter, we always read a portion of that prayer. And on that night, Jesus prayed for his disciples and then specifically for us. He prays for three things. He prays for our unity, for our joy, and for our protection. Jesus tells the Father that they are not of the world, at least they're not of the same mindset, but that they remain in the world. Like Jesus before us, our ministry is to be in the world and for the world that God so loves. This is an intimate, intimate scene, a glimpse of the possible union which Jesus so desires with us. As Jesus goes on to pray for unity, we begin to understand he asks that we might be drawn into the very Godhead, that we might become one with God himself. Is that even possible? A few verses later in the gospel reading, Jesus explicitly says this, The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, that we may be completely one. These are shining words. I imagine Jesus in this sort of mystical lock with his heavenly father. As we hear and are drawn into this prayer, it's important that we sort of drop out of our binary worldview. Jesus is not in an either-or state, but in a both-and. Our Lord he dwelt in this larger consciousness. And today, his high priestly prayer invites us into that same state. The Eastern Church is much more comfortable with Jesus' prayer that humankind was created to be deified, created to become one with God himself. And on this last night, Jesus cast that vision that we might experience a progressive movement towards God-likeness and a unification with the divine. 
And I realize that this sounds a little woo-woo. But our awareness of being one with God could then ground us to deal with all the changes and chances of this life that come at us. Life in Christ begins as an inside job. It's a gradual change of heart and mind and vision. Once we operate in that flow of inseparable union, of we in Christ and he in us, just as he is in the Father, this overlapping unity with God and with one another moves us towards the reconciling work that changes the world for good and for our joy. For example, I was recently made aware of the Nashville Dolphins. This is a program that was started in 2003, and it helps people to learn to swim competitively and for fun. And this program has about 230 swimmers and 100 volunteers, and it helps young people with adversities, such as autism, to taste success. And on the surface, they're just swim lessons. But in each lane, a life is changing. The coaches encourage the swimmers, telling them that you can do this, and they do. And the coaches and the parents, they begin to see the evolution of confidence and competence that begins to happen over time to these young people, and it's truly amazing. And when the director was interviewed, she shared that the program gives the swimmers a sense of normalcy. It gives them peers and friends. And when the interviewer asked her, what does it give you? She choked up and said, it, it gives me joy. This year, the Nashville Dolphins have nearly 90 swimmers who will be competing in the Special Olympics. In practice, for unity to happen, just like these dolphins, we must risk life together. As Jesus showed us in the upper room that night, in the foot washing, in the eating together, in the sharing of sorrow, all the basics of, uh, and dirty and scary and intimate parts of living, it has to be done together. And in the process, we'll be getting it right and we'll be getting it wrong. We'll be having people step on our toes a little bit. We'll have to learn how to forgive and to, to forgive others. But we disciples can be transformation agents, but first we must be unified in spirit. Diversity is certainly a beautiful part of this amazing world that God created. We Christians don't have to agree on every issue, but Jesus is inviting us to be one in heart, inviting us to lean in and to support each other and to lower our boundaries. Note that this unity for which Jesus prays was not for their own benefit alone. It was not for some Shangri-La peace garden. But rather, this unity of heart prepares us to go out and to do life together in the world the way Jesus did. Jesus demonstrated that a life of union with God and with one another happens when you cross boundaries. He spoke freely to women touched the unclean, healed the sick, ate with sinners. He did not transform lives by using shame, guilt, or obligation, but rather he met people where they are and he urged them to move forward. 
Jesus invites us today to be in the world as healing agents and reconcilers. This requires that we consider how our dualistic thinking holds us back from unity and joy. I wonder to myself, in what ways have I been seeing with lens of me versus them this week? Thinking white versus Asian or anti versus pro-vaccination or conservative versus liberal. But it's my daily time in prayer with the lover of my soul that we can be reminded of our own imperfect self is so loved beyond what we can even imagine. And that begins to open us to better solutions that are possible between people. Yes, it can be scary to reach out with a soft front and a, and a hard back with those who are different from us. But yet, wonderfully, sometimes we do get kind of a, a training check ride. Just this Friday, a young man with a learning disability, he knocked on our door and he said that he worked for a lawn service and he'd been dropped off in the neighborhood and that he needed to use our bathroom. And he apologized for needing to use our bathroom. But he stood there asking. And naturally, all the worries ran across my head, like, I wonder if this guy has a gun or if he's going to make a mess. But I also sensed that there was the same kind of different as me in him. So I said, of course, come on in. And as I led him to the bathroom, Donna looked at me and she's like, what? <laughs> and so he closed the door and he used the toilet. And I could hear that he really needed to use the toilet. <laughs> and he washed his hands and he came out of the bathroom and he thanked us and he apologized again. And Donna handed him a cold Gatorade and he m started moving towards the door. And so before he left, I, I asked him what his name was and he said, Kevin. And I thanked him for choosing us. I closed the door and I looked back at Donna. I'm like, wow, something just happened to us. Jesus came near. And I opened the door to see where he's headed, and he was gone. And I think that's how life is. Joy and connection, they appear in these unexpected moments and can happen by our choices. We are more connected to one, to one another than we can see. This week, like many of you, I've witnessed on TV innocent people being killed in the bombings between Hamas and the Israeli government. And we are invited, as we witness that, not to take sides, but to pray for the, for the, for the wounded, to yearn for unity, and to help as we can. Jesus has already prayed that we might live into our wanting to get on with walking each other home. For this is our Father's world, and it's our world too. Amen.